The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. It's really time for Coffee with the Dog. Oh, brother. If only I was a dog. With a big pot of coffee. My life would be perfect. But, alas, I'm not quite canine. Kind of a bummer. But Friday, right? So things are looking up. Don't look up. Oh, that band rock. That band just rock. They rock, I tell you. Good morning, folks. It is Friday. What the hell date is it? July 7, 2023. Man, what if I didn't wake up? I'd be dead, wouldn't I? Uh, Anyway, I I did wake up. I had to take my wife to work because her car is still in the shop, and I want to keep my car. I haven't had my car in a month because her car has been in the shop. Today, I'm keeping my car. I drove her. I got up early, which is kind of why I'm just like, duh. but I have a gig today on the beach, and Big Soda is going to be joining the band, sitting in with the band, and it's going to be a uh, fun time. So I have to, um, I have to shave, if, and I have to uh, color my pubes and my mustache, because everybody will be looking at both my pubes and my mustache. Uh, threads. You notice I'm wearing a jacket. It's 112 degrees out or something. It's it's like the hottest day, the hottest week ever in the history of mankind. And I'm wearing a jacket. Why, you say? Why would a stupid bastard like you be wearing a jacket, you might say? Well, the stupid bastard turned up the AC so high that my balls froze off. Literally. I had to go looking for my balls to put them back on this morning. It's fucking cold in here. I got it like David Letterman cold in here. So I had to throw a jacket on. Hopefully, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I was just out and it was like boiling. My the, the balls that had frozen off were now boiling hot outside. It's, 
Uh, I don't know. I'm just a mixed up, a mixed up person. Yes, uh, threads though. Threads, the big thing. It's Instagram, Twitter combined into one meta something or other. Everybody, it's the biggest thing, man. All the kids are doing it. Are you doing it? Listen, I think it's a, it's better than Twitter. Here's why it's better than Twitter. The blue check marks are sincerely famous people. So you know you're not just talking to a fake Rick Beato or a fake whoever your favorite comedian or musician might be. You know they're the real person. There's no parody, no bullshit, no bought check marks for parody accounts or bots because bots could actually buy check marks on Twitter because that's how greedy Musk is. So that's one good, far superior right there. You're not dealing with phonies on threads. 30 million people signed up in one day yesterday, by the way. Um, The other good thing is there doesn't seem to be any limitations on character counts. You could write a book if you wanted to. But you can write more than 144 characters in response to somebody without having to pay for extra characters. That's better right there. Where it is lacking for me, I'm not a I'm not a phone person. I don't live on my phone. I live on desktops. I do. I'm on this desktop. I live right here. That's where I live. I live on computers, not phones. I can't I can't I don't not a sub typer. I'm like a monkey. <laughs> I'm a finger typer with one finger each. This is how I, I operate in life. <laughs> anyway, so they don't have that yet. They don't have a desktop app. If you go to threads.net, you just see a uh, QR code that you're supposed to point your phone at. And that will take you to get the app. I already got the app on the phone. And it's a good app. I like the app. But make a desktop version of it, and then I'll be happy. Now, it seems weird, though, from a business perspective. It's just an attack at Musk from Zuckerberg. I thought they were going to fight this shit out to, to deal with this stuff. But you already have Facebook, which you can post pictures, you can post videos, you can post unlimited text, and... The verified checks are really verified checks. So basically the same thing as Facebook, but in a Twitter-like app. So he's competing with his own product. Now, also, uh, you know, does that put, is it in competition with Instagram now? Are people going to leave Instagram to go to threads? Is Is he kicking himself in the balls or shooting himself in the foot? I don't know. Can you kick yourself in the balls? That's a kind of difficult thing to do i think you could do it if you're limber enough uh but i do hope and you you see uh twitter um musk is kind of getting a little bit angry about this and he's gonna sue zuckerberg and i i i do think they're still gonna fight it out cage match whatever it is uh just whatever it is but um He's suing Zuckerberg. Now, I don't think I don't think he has a leg to stand on here because there are a billion Twitter clones out there. Now, none of them are any good. You can go, you know, Mastodon, Blue Sky, whatever the fuck those things are. 
but they're complete. And there's, you can buy a clone of Twitter and install your own Twitter and start getting people. So that gate has already been opened. I mean, there's no copyright being infringed by all those clones. How can he sue Zuckerberg? Just because Zuckerberg being um, successful, I think, getting 30 million subscribers in one day. I wonder if it's up to 60 million today, second day in uh, business. But I tell you what, there are actual more people on, or cooler people on threads already as far as people I would want to talk to. To, to actually communicate with. And they actually, like Rick Beato, I can, Rick Beato hasn't been on Twitter. I haven't seen Rick Beato on Twitter. And uh, on Facebook or YouTube, you know, it's, it's it, for some reason, it was hard to communicate that way for him or whatever. But I've already had several kinds of uh, conversations with him because I recommended that, and I think he might even do this, that he um, do a, what makes this song great? I know it's a hokey song. Uh, on Leanne Rhymes, um, How Do I Live Without You? Now, I know it's a hokey song, but I discovered her performance from AOL Sessions uh, several weeks ago. And I thought, well, this is an odd song. It, it was a number one hit for a long time for both her and Trisha Yearwood. But it is unusual, and you have to be uh, have to know a little bit about music to understand what I'm saying here. It's unusual in the fact that it modulates, it goes up a key on the verse and goes down a step on the choruses. Now, usually, if songs modulate, it's going to be on the choruses, and they just keep going up. Sometimes they just keep going up and don't come back down. But if they're going to go up at all and come back down, it's going to be up on the verse, up on the chorus, and down on the verse. This is the opposite. And I can't think of one other song, hit or not, that I've ever encountered in my life that does that, goes up on the verses and down on the choruses. So I'd like to hear Beato do a, you know, com- Complete analysis and breakdown. What makes that song great? The performance by Leanne Rhymes, by the way. The most connected performance I've ever seen as far as the singer becoming the song. You got to see the video. And I never saw it before. And I was never real. You know, I heard the song a million times. It's not like I ever sat and listened to it. And it's not my cup of tea. But somebody had shared it on uh, social media, and I watched it, and I thought, wow, what a great performance. But if you watch her, I mean, in that performance, you can't tell where the song ends and the singer begins and and vice versa. She becomes a song, and you have to watch it to see what I mean by that. But listen, I've seen her music video of it. It seems kind of weird the original music video, she's a teenager and she's on top of a building singing How Do I Live Without You. It looks like she's getting ready to jump. I mean, and a teenager, it's, it's, that's a weird, whoever thought of that needs a fucking smack. Uh, but the AOL sessions, it's a band playing it live um, from 2003, I think, or something. I don't, the AOL sessions, they don't do that shit anymore. But man, r- stunning 
um, vocal performance. Anyway, I'm a little shot. I'm a, a little shot today. Uh, Katie Hannigan yesterday. Man, she's now, uh, you know, she's jumped up several rungs on my favorite comedians list. I, I mean, I've been a fan of hers for a, a while, uh, at least two years here from finding her on social media. Uh, but after a conversation yesterday, I mean, social media, the algorithms just said, hey, dump every piece of work Katie Hannigan ever did on on Mind Dog today. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't escape it. But funny, funny, very cool stuff. And she's uh, younger than I had thought. So I, And listen, uh, she's best friends with Sarah Talamosh, which <laughs> and does a podcast with her. And that there, you know, her boyfriend is a comedian, uh, and Sarah's uh I don't know if it's married or boyfriend is Joe List, right? These three, you know, you're talking some high quality uh comedians in, in that circle. And it's it's really um to me it was it's just I'm very grateful that uh she was so open to doing that and very friendly and and uh, she had some really cool insights about what she's doing. Now, she's a New York-based, New York City-based comedian who doesn't drive. And she's doing she's doing what they did in the old days. And I, I think it's a, a great illustration of how New York is so much uh, different. I don't know. Boston might might have this going on, too. But the uh, the ability for comedians... To work three clubs or, or in one night. Then she was doing that every night of the week before the pandemic. Seven nights a week working in the three clubs that she, Comedy Cellar and, and uh, New York Comedy Club and Gotham, and doing doing sets at all three seven nights a week, and then occasionally going on the road. You know, every once in a while taking a road gig, but you can't do that in L.A. You can't do that. In, probably can't do that in Austin as much as there is a comedy scene down there. It's just more spread out. It's not New York city. It's not like you, you can just walk down the block. Um, so that, that's, you know, good for her. And it takes a lot of hustle, takes a lot of determination. And again, we were talking about a friend of mine who had done three shows and killed in three shows killed. I don't say necessarily, the uh, performance killed, but filled the room with family and friends, lots of them, hundreds of them, and headlined his first three times out. Now, the the reality is, no matter how high you start in comedy, you could do that, or music too. You can do this. You can pack a room full of people for you, and you could be the headlining act your first time out. And second time out, and maybe third time out. But eventually, you're going to have to come back down to earth and start where everybody else starts. And that's struggling to an, and playing to empty rooms, playing to, because your friends and family are not going to keep coming. And we saw that. And you see that with the guy that I'm talking about, who's a, a good friend, by the way. I'm not bashing him in any way. But his brother asked me, like, why do you think he gave up comedy? Because he realized that even though he started on the moon 
he's got he had to land eventually on planet earth and start and go to an open mic night with four strangers in the room and practice his craft in front of four drunk strangers some of them comedians who were just <laughs> two of them are probably comedians who want that time on stage and are just like full of jealousy and resentment and backstabbing so it's not a fun experience getting started even if you start on the top of the world so you know that's why the realization that why this is great but and it can sometimes that could be even worse because you set yourself up for expectations man my first time out i had like was killer man i had hundreds of people there cheering for me even though your stuff wasn't polished you're not you can't be i don't care how gifted you are how funny you are you can't be you can't be a professional comedian your first time out you can't be a pro it's like, you know, Roy Hobbs, <laughs> no matter, <laughs> Roy Hobbs, fictional Roy Hobbs, no matter how good your your skills are, you got to play the game. And so when, when you realize that, and that's, that's, you know, that was very tr- uh, apparent in talking to Katie yesterday. Great stuff. If you don't know Katie Hannigan, become a fan, man. Find her, uh, katiehannigan.com. Uh, Look at some of her reels. I promise you, man. I, I'm not steering you wrong on this. Uh, one of one of the best, in my opinion, that is working there. You now you could say, well, how many are in the best? I don't know. A lot. There's a lot of great comedians working. Uh, for as much as we bitch about how many really hack comedians there are, and there are some. Listen, um, went down a. A rabbit hole of the stand-ups, which is uh, a Netflix-produced thing, series, and it's uh, it's on on the computer. Thank God, so I can <laughs> so I can watch it. But uh, these are some what Netflix uh, deems people that are worthy of Netflix hour, and no half of them or more than half of them, I would not pay to see. Some of them, I could not get through five minutes of it. It just, man, uh, the quality of, of some of the work is just really, it's like some of these people don't even, and this is what I was talking to Robert about this, studying the actual how to, how to structure a joke and understanding your craft. Man. It's just lacking. And even a, a third-rate hack like me can see it. Next week, next Friday, a week from today, Mike Binder. Mike Binder produced the Comedy Store series for Showtime uh, will be with me. Now, that's a 10-part series. Uh, came out about two years ago uh, with the history of the, of the Comedy Store featuring all the names that you know, a lot of the names that you know from the comedy store. Now, I was pretty critical of Mike's, uh, the way he ended it with putting, you know, what are the basic crux of the uh, criticism I had was that it became the Annie Lennox show. Now, I appreciate Annie, uh, Annie Letterman, and not Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox, you're in this. What the hell is she doing at the comedy store? <laughs> uh, Annie Letterman show. It's, I'm tired, man. I um, I didn't get enough sleep, and it was cold, and and I'm old, and 
I get stoned a lot. And there's a lot of reasons that my brain doesn't function even as well as Joe Biden's. <laughs> what room am I in? Oh, I think I shit myself. Um, no, I didn't shit myself. I haven't shit myself since probably two at the very latest. I'm not a, I'm not a self-shitter. I just want to get that on record. I am not a self-shitter. Um, but <laughs> going back to <laughs> Mike uh, Biden. So I was uh, criti- critical of Mike about the way he ended the comedy store uh, history piece. on. Now, again, Annie Letterman definitely is on the top of the pyramid as far as uh, comedians working today. I'm not the very top, but she's up there with the elite uh, comics working. But she's just one of many. And if you're going to go down, you want to just highlight women in comedy, there are probably a hundred who deserve at least a minute. Like, because in an hour piece, and I don't know, I'd have to go back and revisit this, but this is just a guess. But I would think 40 minutes of that last hour was spent dedicated completely to Annie Letterman. It's just too much. And, and I, you know, I, she's going to hear that now. So, See, you guys were trying to ask me to be on that show with that guy in his hair. I'm not, I'm not bashing Annie Letterman. I'm not even bashing Binder. I'm just saying that for me, it would have been nice to include lots of other people. Give Annie Letterman 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And that even that would be a lot. But with all that extra time to kill... I thought it was lazy, and I used the word lazy then. I used the word lazy last week when I was arguing with them. Um, I thought it was like, because there are so many other names. You, you're talking about the comedy store. You don't run out of great uh, people to, to talk to or talk about when you're talking about the comedy store. It's got 45 years of of history now of just the best, the best in the business, more than 45 years, 50 years, right? Am I wrong in that? No, about 50 years, close to 50 years. Anyway, so I was critical of, I don't think he ever heard that criticism, by the way. But then last week uh, with with the Roseanne Barr, Theo Vaughn stuff, he had just jumped to the conclusions that Roseanne was just telling jokes. And I, on Twitter, he was on Twitter, and I, I, jumped in his shit and I said wrong (laughs) as I am prone to do and I said you don't know uh you didn't watch the whole thing because if you watch the whole thing for context it just gets deeper the shit just gets deeper now I said that at the time I said reliving rehashing this one more time I said that uh Roseanne had a long history of peddling conspiracy theories including Holocaust denial. He read that and thought, and, and, and read that as I was saying that she's been a consistent Holocaust denial for many years. No, she has a long history of conspiracy peddling, conspiracy theory peddling, including um, Holocaust denial, but she's also backpedaled on every one of the 150 or 200 conspiracy theories that she's ever embraced. She'll tell you uh, 
as she did, Donald Trump is the first woman president one day and then the next day saying, uh, you know, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. I don't know who came up with that. You did. <laughs> you fucking crazy bitch. She's crazy. Um, good morning, Carl. Carl, if you want to pop in, I'm just here, man. If you want to just stop in and uh, just catch up. Anyway, um, and I, you know, I wasn't saying Roseanne is a bad person or a, her, a Holocaust denier. I was saying she's crazy and she needs to be forgiven for being crazy. And people should not take her insanity. You know, a friend doesn't placate you when you when you need help when you when you have mental health issues. A friend, a true friend, will say, "I think you need to talk to somebody. I think you need to get medicated something because you're a crazy bitch." That's what a friend would do. A friend wouldn't come out and try to make excuses for it and say, uh, ah, she was just joking. No, she's not just joking. She's confused. She's lost. She's, you know, we, we can talk about people with dementia. She's worse than dementia. She's just psychotic, neurotic, hallucinatory, all of that. So, but then, uh, he took my comments and put them out in his newsletter saying that I claim to be an expert in Roseanne. No, I never said that. I never claimed to be an expert in Roseanne Barr. And anybody who knows or listens to me or follows me on Twitter knows that's true. I don't have to kind of uh, show you evidence that I never said that because I can't prove a negative, but you can go through everything I've done and you can't find any evidence that I've ever said anything like that. So I call him a lazy bastard and he said he gets an erection every time I call him a bastard. So I call him a bastard again. So he'll be next here next Friday. Now I did offer this in good faith and I hope it's a good conversation about censorship, the state of comedy. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a flat flying, fat flying fuck. Can we say that? Uh, I can't. Uh, about Roseanne or Theo Vaughn at this point. It was a one-day news cycle thing passed like a fart in the wind. And it's gone. That's not the issue. The issue really is we're talking about censorship versus a business's right to tell people what you can and can't say on my in my business on my in my home on my property and i'm talking about like youtube or social media or stuff they have that's not censorship if you and listen they've done it to me if it was i would be the first one to, to be screaming about it they censored me now they didn't censor me they have a right i don't think they apply the laws uniformly or the rules uniformly but that's a whole other issue but they have a right to say, you can't say that in my house. Imagine somebody coming into your house and saying, just getting on a soapbox and screaming shit out that you don't agree with. And comedians who are offended by that want to say, you're not allowed to throw me out of your house. Because you, you open your house up to the public, well, I should be allowed to just come in here and do, and do whatever I want. No, I still have the right to say, get the fuck out. Think of it as a business. If it were a coffee shop, 
we could call it just spinning, like he's spinning. Uh, if it were a coffee shop, and some you own a coffee shop, and somebody comes in and starts uh, spouting all political stuff. Oh, good morning. You got coffee there. Um, you'd have the right to say, get out of my fucking store. How are you, Carl? Mighty uh, portrait. <laughs> if I do say so. Good morning. Yeah, I'm on my phone. I, I can tip it in a second. Look uh, at that fucking sexy beard. What are you doing? You're going, you're, you're like that. It's patchy as that and ginger and gray. It's just laziness. It's just pure laziness. Why? Why are you? Are, does the world got you down? Is it? Is it? No. Is it? No. You're just tired. You just. No. No, I'm good. In fact, I slept too much today. I got up at ten thirty a.m. Ah. Well, it looks like you're having a beautiful day there. Is it oppressively hot over there? No, it's 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 not bad, but you know, I don't know. Twenty. Actually, it looks pretty warm. Twenty-three in our language. It is warm outside. I've not been outside yet. I gotta. I gotta get an easy way to. To do conversions on temperature stuff. Are yeah, I, sh old... I should have. I should have a rough idea by now. It's probably seventies, maybe. Oh, uh, are we? Are the U.S. the only ones on Fahrenheit? I don't. Mm, I don't think so. Surprisingly, Brazil was Celsius as well. So maybe you are. Uh, hey, maybe uh, it's you and Angola or something. My guest last night who didn't show up. She's from mm. uh, from Ecuador, which you know, the neighbor to Brazil. Have you ever been over there? Have, you know, familiar with that area at all? No, I know. Obviously, I know, uh, I know where it is. That's about that's about it. No, I've only been to Peru and Brazil in South America, um, and I've not been to Central America yet. So I want to go to Mexico, and I want to go to maybe Costa Rica. Now, Ecuador is, is because it's right on the equator, and I just think they named it Ecuador because they couldn't pronounce equator. Ecuador. Ecuador. Uh, but... No, 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 no. Let me just say, Jay, it doesn't need cleaning up. People who care about their beards are idiots. This, this is just laziness until I'm not lazy enough to shave it off anymore. I'm not going to groom it. I'm not going to oil it. I'm not going to trim it. It just becomes pubic hair on my face until it itches too much, and then it's gone. I'm not going to go, I... oh, man, look at my beard, man. I, I no. would like to see you you and Jay uh, be the undercard on the Musk-Zuckerberg uh, cage match. You guys could... Uh, <laughs> do you, you know any jujitsu? I don't, I don't, uh, no, I did, about four, I did about four classes in 2016 to not talk. No, well, I, I rested my flat. Because I don't think Jay, Jay knows any jujitsu too, <laughs> so it would be perfect. Uh, we can train. I don't, even, I don't even know who Jay is. I'm just messing around. Um, we, we're not two billionaires fighting over... Uh, <laughs> social media users say so. uh but i i have to say when my i am rooting for zuckerberg because i just don't like musky but i don't um, i don't like he zuckerberg's an evil little cunt as well you know oh, i agree i agree but he's but, less he's less verbal you don't have to hear you don't have to he yeah he does, does, he, he does all his killing in secret <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the way i prefer my evil bastards like quiet be evil and quiet in your corner. You be evil to your people. I don't have, don't come to my house and don't talk talk to me about your evil ideas. That's how I like my evil billionaire. Yeah. Um, so uh, the threads thing, though, <laughs> you're you're not a fan of threads. Uh, I, I haven't looked at it. I don't know. I've, I've <clears throat> I still Twitter's still the best one. It still works the best. It's still got the most people. I don't really like. Meta, or you know, on, I am on Instagram, and I did post some pictures to Facebook last night. 
Some of them go back a year because I barely post on there. Uh, I don't know. I've got Blue Sky, but it's it's uh, it's it's not open to everyone at the moment. It's like invite only. So I'm just having a look on there. It looks all right, but I, I struggle to see anything taken over from Twitter. Maybe Threads can do it. Yeah, Maybe Facebook I, can do it. They're, they're, they're... The people on know. Threads seem happy about it. And I just, yeah, but it's, I, only been, it's, it's only been open two days. I know. <laughs> I know. But Eric, <laughs> Erica should be funny, but she said, it's like we're all friends again. I was like, that won't last. <laughs> that, yeah. that won't last till lunch. <laughs> well, if you see, look at fa- Facebook's one of the worst ones for people fighting. Right, right. Thre- well, threads you know can what? go that way too, you know? I think Facebook has calmed down a lot. Maybe it's just that everybody has blocked me or muted me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because but, last month you were threatening to kill. <laughs> some guy was threatening to kill you on that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it wasn't last month. That was back when you were when you were doing edibles. <laughs> it was yeah, my memory. Do you know what? I can't believe it's July. That's why I get confused with time. It was yeah, five months ago. I was in the US. Right. Time flies, man. It definitely does. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, but the thing I'm confused about now, because it does seem like Zuckerberg is doing this just to spite uh, Musk. And I think he's going to he's biting it because Threads is just somewhere in between Twitter and Instagram. Like, aren't you like? Well, I I think that's what Musk is going to do with Twitter, isn't he? It's going to be like YouTube, Instagram, and he's probably going to do a picture one to rival Instagram. You know, they're both going to have these separate. I think I think Twitter is going to be a video platform as well in the next year. Yeah, 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 I already uh, Lex Friedman uh, posted his entire two hour thing with Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr., I don't know where I don't know where it'll end up. I don't know where it'll end up, you know, because obviously, in in five years' time, it might be a good platform. Maybe Musk won't own it in five years. Maybe it'll be something different. But I think I think it can develop into something interesting. And so can so can Instagram or Meta. They can have their version. Because I think someone needs to rival YouTube for sure. Obviously, there's the Rumble thing, but it hasn't really got the the gen. The, it's got a lot of users over on Rumble, but it hasn't got the general. It's not in the general public's mind to go and watch a video there, still, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And uh, Rumble definitely is not shy about their bias. They because they they are a hard right wing uh, organization. They they they're there to exist because they think the mainstream media is too far left, and they want to give right wing voices, which is why they're putting out all this money to. Uh, these right-wing podcasters and stuff, and they have completely censored, censored me, or you know, censored is the wrong word, just n- not allowed my videos, you know, they, anytime I say anything that is against, uh, you know, Republicans or right-wing stuff, it gets taken down immediately. So really? That, yeah. Seems a bit strange. It, well, no, they're, they're not shy about that. They say that pretty much. They are, you know, they are a right wing. I think Peter Thiel is behind it. Peter Thiel is uh, the guy, uh, Musk's uh, partner, okay. original from uh, what, PayPal, and now he's like a super, super billionaire. He's he's a uh, hard right gay guy, <laughs> hard right billionaire gay guy, uh, which is the worst. Now he has a. Uh, uh, history with Hulk Hogan. I don't know if you you know about this. Hulk, he, uh, I don't know what the hell was the Gawker. Gawker, that's what it was. Gawker oh, did he off. have Gawker? Yeah, because he, he sued Gawker out of uh, existence, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Uh, for outing him as being gay over that. It had something to do with the Hulk Hogan thing, but he got he he put all the money behind Hulk Hogan's thing to kind of uh, right. Yeah, so uh, you, you got Jamie Dykes now. Um, Pork Chronicles. That's just two pigs. That's what that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. So dig 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 the name back out. Yeah, he's. He seems to be rising from his slumber, so we'll see. He seems keen. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, I, I still don't see him on, on social media that much, but uh, yeah. Not yeah, as much. I actually might be around. What time are you doing that on Saturday? Because I might be around to actually. Yeah, your your time, lunch lunchtime, 1, 12, oh, 1 on. I'd definitely be around. Yeah, come and, ju- come and jump on if you like. I was going to say, just, just make it a, a bit of a hang. But yeah, it was his idea as well. He, he asked me yesterday. I was like, fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, it'll be good to hear from him again. I mean, because I, I, I thought basically he's like uh, out of mind, out of, out of sight, out of mind. He's been gone. He's, you know, it's only been one year today, according to my Facebook memories anyway, that Kiera uh, left the morning show. It doesn't feel like longer, wow. longer than that. Well, I, don't, I get confused. I mean, that was I was still in Brazil a year ago. I guess it, I guess it was then, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know she's pregnant again. Yeah, I saw you post. We all know. We all know her details. <laughs> but online, I, I and her, her her baby daddy is my age. It's like, yeah, how, man, high five. <laughs> yeah, well, high five to him, but not really, because well, I shouldn't. Uh... Well, he's going to be eighty when the kid's eighteen, right? And yeah. And he, he's already too tired. To, they have one, and she's got two other little girls, so he manages them. He's like Mr. Mom. But when she brings him Lee. and the kids to the gigs, he can't manage them already. He's already exhausted running around trying to ma- manage the three that he's got. Yeah, uh, man, it takes so much energy to to I, to deal with little kids. That's why young people have kids. And uh are you? Did you see any of the Katie, Katie Hannigan stuff yesterday, or are you a fan of hers? You know, yeah, I did. I did. I did catch some of it. I, yeah, I've known. I've known of Katie for a few years. Um, yeah, I caught. I, I don't know how much of it I caught. Maybe like twenty minutes. I need to go back and catch up. She's so cool, it, man, yeah. uh, and so yeah, uh, cool. you know, remarkably friendly, but but also remarkably uh, skittish. In a way that, and she explained it. Being a woman, she's always afraid. She's always afraid of guy, guys. Are creepy. In New York City, can be creepy. She's afraid to walk down the yeah, street. Yeah, she's around comedians and comedy club. They're the worst people on the planet. In New York City at one a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a tough life. But so, but it, it's remarkable that you can remain friendly and open once, once you, uh, I guess, somebody manages to get your trust or whatever. Yeah, I brought up Al Pacino <laughs> at, at the at the dinner table for the yeah, band. <laughs> they got people yeah, to pay. So they've both got kids, haven't they? And hasn't one of them gone back to his... He's leaving the one that's going to have the kid with him gone back to his... I don't know, there's some complications with one of them. Yeah, I don't know. But, but the bottom line is they pay a nanny to do the chasing around. They're not going to be running around after their little kids. They, they you know, shelling out, bug here, watch the kid. It's yeah, but it's still different. weird, isn't it? You're still going to be dying when they're like five. Yeah, yeah. Is it? It's, it's still a lot. 
I don't think, you know what, I don't know. I, I think these guys have got money enough to pay for, uh, like, immortality. Uh, not, mm. not, maybe not for, forever, but at least to 100. I think they're going to live to 100, you know. Um, maybe. Can buy a, but even, like, if you look at Groucho, he lived to almost 100. But look at the quality of life. He didn't complain about it. But, you know, you, you're basically uh, being... Uh, a kid being managed by a, a young mommy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad, like, you, you don't want to die, but you don't want to... What's the point in having another five years or ten years if it if you're just shitting yourself all day? Right, you're laying in bed waiting yeah. for the nurse to change your diet. Depends, yeah. I mean. That's where I don't want to be. I don't. I know I'm not going to be. But, uh, yeah, no, so, I, but I did bring out Pacino and De Niro to Kiera. In at the band table the other day, we were all having a good laugh. I was like, you know, you got to stop. At some at some point, enough kids. Now it's uh, not for me to say what that number is, but you can't just keep having babies your whole life. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> no, I th- I think for me it'd be two, and I I'd probably get the thing done. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I you was telling. Just get it done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, sex is okay, yeah, but uh, you know what? It does have its um, price to pay. Now, uh, Katie was talking about assy because we talk. I was talking about um, that she you generally works clean. She said, "Yeah, depending on the crowd and depending on who else, like who was on before her and the tone that was set in the room." She said, "If if it was an edgy comedian on before me, you're going to get the ass eating joke." And I just started giggling and thinking about. This is my thing. I want to know how ass eating got to be a thing. Now, I could understand. Maybe you can help me here. I can understand somebody decided to eat ass and said, ah, that was enjoyable for, I don't know for who, but they had to go and say, that was so good. We should tell our friends about this so that they could do it too. And then it becomes a How does ass eating become because it wasn't a thing. If you go back to 1970s porn, there was no anal sex in 70s porn at all. <laughs> and now, yeah. assy, every all these young kids, millennials, ass eating is like top of the menu. It's 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 like the filet mignon on on the sexual menu. How does yeah, that it's happen? not. It's, I don't know. It's the same as like well, I don't know. The ass wasn't that big when I was younger, you know. No one gave yeah. a shit about it. Was all about the tits, right? And now, now the trends change, and it seems to be more about the ass. Yeah. And even, even like having hair or no hair, right, changed pretty much overnight. Yeah, probably because of porn. I don't. I, I uh, just don't understand how it got there like quickly. And probably and porn. Pop. It was probably porn that did it first. They, for whatever reason, that picked up pace one year. Well, and then people started. Be, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. There was an article, I think, uh, I don't know, I want to say Vox, maybe I'm wrong about that, about the new trend in, in uh, pornography being celebrating necrophilia. Like, it's not real necrophilia. Obviously, they don't have real dead bodies, but somebody's playing dead while the other person is having sex with them. And I was like, I hope that's not going to be a trend. With I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't seen that. I, I think they they do clamp down because you can't even have on on some of the major sites you can't have certain words now. Like you can't have uh, you can't have like fisting or 
you can't have those words anywhere on the site. So they're, they're trying to like <laughs> clean it up a bit. I don't know if you can have incest, like, cause now they have to say like stepsister and then have to say, Oh, you're my stepsister, not my sister. You can't even pretend <laughs> to be a sister. So maybe it's some weird dark website we can have necrophilia porn. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, but, that that's troubling. Cause I, I, I did know a guy who was, uh, he was he was a deaner, which deaner is the guy in an autopsy who actually takes out the black and decker and chops shit up. Right, and, but he was into he was definitely into necrophilia, and he was a creepy, creepy guy. I mean, definitely Jeffrey Dahmer vibes on him. Uh, <laughs> I hope the necro. <laughs> <laughs> whatever as long as it works for your comedy then why not i mean let let society go to hell i guess uh but yeah i know. don't know it's a weird one i know some of the um some some of the big killers have been into dead bodies and stuff haven't they was it was gacy into dead bodies i think so yeah something. yeah because it, it wasn't it because he was scared scared of being gay so he'd kill boys was that gacy yeah. And then he'd lie next to him and hold their hand and stuff. And yeah. 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 Odd. It's, it's, it's so fucked up. I mean, but uh, I just hope, you know, maybe now I have to change my opinion of this because Robert has two jokes that aren't landing. <laughs> you know, you know, it happens though, right? You know, you, I mean, you've walked in the, worked in the morgue, haven't you? You know, some of, you don't know what the percentage, like, you know that people abuse kids, right, in schools, whether it's women or men. Right. Uh, if you've got a million teachers, I don't know what the percentage is, even if it's 1%, there's a lot of people that are abusing kids. It, you take all the people that work in morgues, they've got to be weird anyway. I think it'll be more than 1%. I think it might be like 3%, yeah, 4%. Like, I, at least think about it at 3 a.m. when they're bored, you know, and then their wife's not talking to them. My experience, it was a hundred percent, which is kind of, <laughs> uh, not not a hundred percent of the people who worked there, but a hundred percent of the people who actually like were deaners and and cut her, cut her uppers and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to be a weirdo to want to do it, right? Right. I I, I think. Well, some of it is is, is family stuff because like funeral homes are passed down; they're family generations. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he came from Kurt. I'm going to say his name, Kurt. Uh, Kurt came from uh, working in a funeral home uh, before he worked in the morgue, and he, he was just a just a really. He, he would take underage girls and have sex with them in the in the body drawers in the morgue. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, didn't that get doesn't fired. Me. He didn't get fired. He got caught bringing. Because they they don't know they didn't see him actually having sex with the they, but they he got caught bringing the you know, underage girls into the morgue and didn't get fired for that. It's like what the fuck, man? What do you got to do around here to get fired? Um, but yeah, oh, man, this is a creepy conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. we we uh, yeah, but what decade was that? Was it the seventies? No, that was uh, two thousand three, two thousand two thousand three. Wow, that is quite late on. You would have thought they'd clamp down on it then. Yeah, and but I uh, got reprimanded for almost throwing them off the top of the building. Uh, <laughs> I I brought them outside, and the camera saw. I grabbed them and I I had them over uh, because 
there was a uh, a girl who worked in the reception area. She went on vacation. She went to Brazil, and uh, was ha- uh, and Antigua and a whole bunch of other places, and was having a, a lot of sexual fun. And she brought back pictures, and she showed me them. Uh, and she gave them to me. She sent them to me on my computer at work. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and he happened to stop in while I was seeing, while uh, looking at mm-hmm. it. And I was like, dude, you're not even supposed to see this. I don't know if I'm, you know, I know she sent them to me, but I'm not supposed to share them with anybody. Don't. And he went and blabbed it right away. To He was go telling everybody, oh, you got to see the pictures of Angela. Oh, man, she's so fucking Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I would have told everybody. Uh, immediately like <laughs> Napo's in there looking at fucking Cheryl from reception with a gash wide open yeah well uh, so but then I, I grabbed a couple of pineapples I said let's go up to the roof and I got him on the roof and I had him like he's like uh, I'll sue you man I'm like sue you'll be fucking dead <laughs> you're not suing anybody uh, but uh, and I got reprimanded over that and then uh, I was like you know what y- you're gonna Yell at me for throwing a necrophilic pedophile over over the edge. I I think he's in the wrong, and I'm in the right. Yeah, but you need someone to do the job, though, don't you? If if it's all you have to do, you the job that you need is a necrophiliac pedophile. You've got to at least wait till you can employ another one. Yeah, that's true. He's at least at least not a pedophile, you know. At least at least brings eighteen year olds into the morgue. Well, you're absolutely right because when they did fire him, or oh, he did, he quit, and we didn't have a deaner, and it came down to me. And I, I like, I can't do this. I can't fucking cut a guy's skull off. Basically, you, you're using hardware store tools. You're using a hammer and chisel on fucking uh, skulls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and black and deckers to cut chests open. It's like, this is not for me. I, I'm here to, you know, take pictures. I'm here to do slides. I'm here to, you know, do, do what I weigh, weigh a heart. I could weigh a heart, but I can't. I'm not reaching into the chest and pulling the heart out with my gloves on my hands. Nah. Putting it, no, <laughs> you put it in the, in the thing. I will do the documentation stuff on it. Uh, but now you're right. So it was a tough way a tough uh, deal to try to replace him. Not, not a, it's not like you put an ad in the paper. A creep wanted. <laughs> well, it is though. That's what it says, though, isn't it? <laughs> really, like morgue assistant, mortuary yeah. assistant, creep wanted. Uh, actually, I think it says deaner, which is uh, a weird term for it, but that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a guy who does the cutting in the, in the autopsy stuff, and he loved his job. He loved it. He yeah. loved every single one of them. I bet. Um. Sometimes, like we, he wasn't needed. Like the the babies and stuff. We did a lot of babies. I did a lot of small children and babies, and he wasn't needed. That was that kind of stuff. Um, some of the times, most of the that was hot. Was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they take they bring a baby in in a bag. Uh, this is what uh, you have to be really be able to separate in your compartmentalized things because they would take a dead baby out of a bag and slam it down mm. on the table like it's a fucking doll like you're a doctor you went to medical school don't you have any empathy i know it's dead it's not feeling this stuff but an hour ago that was a live thing you know a live child and you're just throwing it around like it's a, a toy or something it's very weird i don't know anyway. i'm sure it's more secure these days i'm sure they have to go in like a sealed box or something you bet. You think these uh, days? I would think so. Well, uh, about a, two years ago, I wanted to go back there and, and visit some of my uh, 
and my uh, bosses and, and the people I was supervisors that worked there, and they're all dead or retired, so I couldn't go back there. Uh, Do I, you think I, they I, ended up in the same morgue? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm certain um, Dr. Miller, who was my mentor there, uh, he definitely because he lived on campus. That's the morgue he would have right. definitely ended up in. That was his morgue. He ran the morgue, and he, I'm sure he ended up in that morgue. You just hope he doesn't get the assistant that he hated, and he had get me a coffee, Dick. That he was going to be the one cutting him open. I'll be shoving all kinds of things up his dead ass. Yeah. Did I tell you about when I started there? Uh, because I didn't, oh. I didn't answer an ad that said "creep wanted." Uh, my the ad I said was a, a multimedia producer. Uh, multimedia creep wanted. I said no, multimedia uh, producer, uh, researcher, and uh, w- with a interest in science wanted. Mm. I, I'll check this out because I I was uh, at that time basically doing nothing. I had no other. I mean, just doing music. And I said, yeah, I'll check it out. I went there and I uh, got the job. First day on the job, he says to me, I hope you're not squeamish. I said, why? He said, well, we're going down to the morgue. We're going to do uh, two, two, two autopsies today. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm totally squeamish. You didn't tell me this was a, this, I was going to be doing that. You were asking me about cameras. You were asking me about doing slides and stuff. So we get into the morgue, and there's a 350-pound uh, black woman who had just died with a, uh, a, she had a tumor the size of a watermelon. And mm. when they cut her up, she was full of shit. And it was, re- I mean, to the point where I lost my cookies immediately. I mean, it was the most foul smell ah. ever. And just as that happened, the power grid on the Northeast blew out and the entire yeah. East Coast of the United States was without power. And uh, Dr. Miller turned to me and goes, we better get out of here. You don't want to be here when there's no when the refrigeration goes off. And like, and but we're stuck down there now. We're because the electronic doors and stuff. We got to wait for security. And I'm starting to panic. This is my first day on the job. I'm dealing with big fat women getting chopped up with no. <laughs> shit stuff. Oh, it was the worst experience. And now I'm stuck in there. And I got. <laughs> I hope. I hope security can find their way down here to let us out. It, oh my yeah, God. I'd, pre- I'd prefer. I'd prefer a baby or a kid to cut open, even a fat kid, because a fat adult, you forget that they're fat because they're full of. They're largely got a lot of shit in them. There's yes. going to be that. Everything's going to be bigger. Yeah. They're going to have eaten a lot. That's probably what killed them anyway, right? They're just shoving their last bucket of chicken. It's not going to be good in there. At least with a baby, it's just got baby food and milk, like titty milk that, yeah. that might come out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah. every one of us dies with a, like really rancid smell in your gut. Uh, <laughs> they, you, most people don't get cut open to discover that. But this woman had a watermelon-sized tumor. Right. It, and she was carrying that around and then I don't know if you know this but fat is this like human fat is everywhere like the body has just got so much fat in it it's all this yellow disgusting mushy gross yeah oh it's it's oh I've never touched it but I've seen the pictures yeah I well that was I used to get in trouble for that because I my I had a catalog full of videos and stuff and uh Basically, I would sh- I would share them with the bandmates all the time, and basically, you know, you can't. You're not supposed to be showing us this, but I got to share it with somebody. <laughs> Somebody's got to see this stuff. Uh, the brain lady that I worked with, 
which is oddly, she's got replaced by my friend's wife now. Uh, but <laughs> she, um, she was just giddy about brains. And she was, I mean, she loved slicing up brains like it was cold cuts, like thin slice and stuff, and showing me like little slivers of brain. Yeah, pick that up. And she'd like put it right in front of my eyes. Like, oh. Man, I'd, I'd be videotaping the whole thing. But Yeah, you, know, you don't want to get, you don't want to get into a fight with her if she's your wife. Yeah. No, That's a dangerous crazy. woman right there. She, she was definitely crazy. They're all crazy. Everybody oh, yeah. in, you know, in that field is crazy. Oh, I thought I you meant women. Yeah, oh, and, oh, yeah, and people who work in mugs. Yeah, they're all mental. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got planned for today? You doing anything today? Yeah, uh, I want to go to the gym, and then I've got to have a call with someone, and then I'm either going to drink or I'm not. So we'll see. I might do a stream. But tomorrow we've got the long from about 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on Last Right, so we're on Twitch, Last Right's pod. Uh, so, yeah, today could either be very wholesome and sensible or i might start drinking alcohol in about an hour but i'm gonna to go to the gym now first you you have a gym membership or do, is there a gym like attached to it yeah i've got a membership uh it's rolling membership as well so i can pause it and cancel it it's right across the street so it's like three minutes away that's nice and what are you gonna yeah. do there? Free, you do free weights you do machines you do both so the other day I, i'm still aching from that the other day i'm just getting back into it but i normally jump on some of the machine things then go and do some free weights after what about core? Um, you, you work on a gut? I mean, sit-ups, uh, leg lifts? Yeah, I've, start, I've started to do it again. So uh, at home, I'll do that stuff. That's too embarrassing to do in public. So that, that was always my weakest uh, thing is, you know, working on the abs, the gut stuff. Even when I was starting to get – I still had this layer of baby fat over my six-pack. Yeah, but that's just, that's just body fat. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It, when people have all the abs showing, it's actually not that healthy for you because you've got like, you haven't got enough fat. Right. So it's not yeah. it's not great unless you're an athlete. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's that's a t I'm never going to get there. I've given up those dreams, but I would like to reduce the the keg of beer that I have here. Right. Well, this is what's uh, are you because you talk about not wanting to drink, but then you do drink. I, I've been doing this with getting stoned, like I. I realized that, you know what, maybe I should delay gratification and not get stoned in the morning. And as soon as the show is over, the first thing I do is I roll a big fat joint. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking every day. I just drank a few days in a row and I I've taken three days off, which isn't a lot for a normal human. But listen, if I drink t tonight and tomorrow, I won't drink for most of next week then. It's not like an everyday thing. <laughs> well, it's, no other show going can go from necrophilia to personal fitness routine. <laughs> yeah, that should be on the poster. That's that. that I'm definitely going to have to do something with that. Carve those fucking babies, but not the fat ones. How's your abs? How are your abs? <laughs> yeah. How do you think you Good. get those abs? First of all, you got to <laughs> carve that fat out of your belly. Uh, uh, Mike Binder, you, are you familiar with him? Are you? Yeah, well, no, I only know of Binder from directing Bill Burr specials, and then obviously I knew he did the Comedy Store show. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know enough about his other stuff, but well, yeah, I know him from his, directing those specials, right? Yeah, before he was a director and all that stuff, he uh, was a comedian at the Comedy Store. And, it, and here's the thing, yeah. he actually believed, because I, I think comedy is like the mafia, he actually believed he could quit. And I don't think he can quit. I think... At some point, if you're gonna, you can't. Especially if you're gonna quit, you can't be around it. Like you're gonna see all these other comedians doing it. 
you're going to want to get back up on stage. You can't just walk yeah. away from your life and still be in the life. Well, he, he, he might have walked away, but then he's still filming specials and stuff, so he's still around it anyway, right? Right. If you're going to get away, if you're going to get away from it, you can't be around it. I think you just need it, to go and live on an island somewhere. Right. Go corporate. So now he's back doing stand up again. He's got this newsletter stand up right. world, and you know, but um, you know, I don't. I do think it's like them, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about uh, with him. I only have him for a, a half hour next week because it's six o'clock in the morning. But I, you know what? It could be. Could be a good thing. It could be a contentious thing. I know he's a little angry at me. Uh, for, for I saw, I saw the Twitter fight, and it's just the noise that Napo Napo's off again. I, like, I, but, I, uh, I don't think I. I don't. Because I've been you've a got, lot worse. If, when it comes to being rude, I think you know I can be a lot more rude than that. I. You've I, got you've got him on the show. You've got him on the show. So yeah. Yeah, no, that, I, that's a good thing. He's the first guy I was ever I ever started a fight with on Twitter, who then followed up because I, it's not the first one I offered a, a chance to come on the show and talk about it. He's the first one to say yeah. So yeah, show fair me play. Like yeah, you've got to give him the respect for that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know too much, but uh, yeah, no, I like well, I like I like the specials that he's directed, and I, I like I like the look of the stuff that he's made. Right. I got so yeah, other... I, need, I need to go and dig up some of his stuff, I think. Yeah. I got some other people uh, in the works. Uh, Robert gave me one. I'm not going to mention his names yet, but some big-name big, big name comedians and some, uh, uh, nice. some people. Yeah, so things are picking up around. And I'm hoping that Katie will kind of mention to – because she said coffee with the dog a couple of times. It's been a pleasure to be on coffee with the dog, and she brought this big old coffee. I'm hoping that she will m- mention it to some of the people she hangs around with, because she hangs around with her boyfriend is uh, uh, a very successful comedian. Don't make me pronounce his name. Dan Del Vecchio or something like that. Del- something like that. Anyway, uh, but uh, her best friend is Joe List woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I mean, if she just you know mentions it in passing to them, I was on coffee. With, that would be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not bad. It's a couple of steps removed, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. So that's yeah, my um, that's my plan. I'm just going to go around attacking comedians on Twitter and and threads and just and once I start a fight with them, I'll say I was just kidding. Want to come on the show? <laughs> yeah, I've probably worked one out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> one out of a thousand. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh no it's good that? it's good yeah i'll definitely tune into the binder episode yeah that's a week from today when i think but... i think you can find i think you can find some good middle ground from the fight you know oh yeah you can no, have your I... opinion he's gonna have his and you just have a chat and well, he seems like an interesting guy he did come back to uh agreeing with me that roseanne is just fucking nuts which is the the point mm. i was trying to make yeah but I didn't don't... everyone know didn't everyone know that like that's... i knew that <laughs> yes, that's my. That was exactly my point too. And he's I don't think I, she should be. Ke- I don't think she should be kept off the internet. But no. I, I do. You know, we we've known for many years that mental illness plus medication and all that has given her. She said some weird shit. Yeah, but uh, my whole point was that everybody knows she's crazy. <clears throat> we've all known she's crazy for all, all forever. And he he came along and saying, "Well, Matt Napo seem, seems to think he's an expert on Roseanne." <laughs> I think I think my dead mother knows Roseanne's fucking crazy. <laughs> I thought that bitch was white. <laughs> but whatever. 
so no, I think we ha- we kind of moved past that that yeah. ridiculous argument, and it was nice. a ridiculous argument. But the bottom line, I think, I, I agree with you. I don't think she should be ca- uh, Roseanne should be knocked off the internet. I think, I think you some- just got to be you just got to be aware that sometimes she's going to say wild shit, and then- right. And but I do think on somebody like Theo Vaughn, it's his responsibility if he wants to keep his show on YouTube. You can't complain about YouTube taking it down if you're not going to be responsible enough to say, "Hey, Roseanne, you don't really mean that, do you?" We're, we're yeah, well, no, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that would have been a good thing to follow up with because she might have gone, "Yeah, I fucking do mean it." Yeah, yeah. yeah Where's yeah, the yeah. proof, man? <laughs> yeah. Right, so it is a difficult, it is a difficult one. Or but least, I, you know. It, not any sort. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, oh, but, yeah, I get it. Ah, I, I was saying to Jamie the other day, we we said all kinds of shit, not to a particular big audience, but we have said a lot of crazy stuff sometimes, and it isn't. It's obviously, I would hope that everyone knows that it's not serious, and I shouldn't have. We shouldn't have to say that. Sometimes I just feel it's funny to say, like firemen are lazy, right? Right. That's just a funny, a funny thing that I like to say. That it amuses me. That's yeah, all. And and listen. <laughs> What when you say that there is obviously some truth in that? I mean, environment. Well, been... I I mean this. When was the last time you saw a fire? Don't, okay, your neighbor's house burnt down a couple of years ago, but I don't see fires. You know, uh, I don't see them around well, the city. We, we we in America we have a thing. Called that's true. You burnt. have wildfire. You have, you have the crazy wildfires. No, that that's true. No, no, we have a holiday that we celebrate blowing ourselves up and blowing up our neighbors' houses and stuff like that. So on Fourth of July weekend, uh, fire firemen were going crazy around here. I mean, every every three seconds. Yeah, but isn't were... it because all your houses are made of wood as well? It's because idiots get buy fireworks and they blow their hands off. Like, oh what? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, we have it. We have it on November fifth. We have a um, bonfire night which celebrates an attempted terror attack um, on our parliament. So we celebrate like a nine eleven that didn't happen by getting fireworks. Yeah, we celebrate the British coming over to say uh, to, yeah. to bomb us by bombing ourselves <laughs> but yeah i think so, it's great yeah but i know plenty of firemen and most of the time and i've been around them a lot of the time is spent in the firehouse drinking keg beer and playing poker eating for the yeah. yeah 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 they say i mean they do other stuff like cut people out of wrecks here and stuff as well you know the jaws of life and all that stuff but it's just yeah. like fire. i don't really see i don't think that Power outlets catch fire that often anymore, really. Oh, uh, yeah. And and Richie said, this is, man, I'm going to get myself in trouble. But I don't fucking care. Uh, Richie, the guy with the mansion, he bought that mansion. Yeah. It was dilapidated. It was a 100-year-old mansion. Uh, or Nobody had lived in it for 100 years. I saw, years. The pic- I saw the pictures. Yeah. And then he was out to he, he spent three million dollars on it, was doing the renovations. I don't think the renovations were going that well. He was out to dinner and oops caught burned. fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, now insurance has to rebuild it from scratch. And he doesn't like people uh assuming it's a that big it accusation was... to make publicly, isn't it? But it, yeah. It is. It is, but you can't blame people for being a little suspicious and no. <laughs> saying, I mean, that's awfully convenient. Now, that $3 million just turned into $20 million in value? Come on. Uh, but I love Richie. That, I mean, no, he I would sounds not like say- a good. 
Sounds like a good guy to be friends with. I, I like a man with a big house, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the speakeasy? Because I think you would like the speakeasy. No. Oh! Uh, let me just share that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here. Right. But I want to I show... Uh, no, how do I get there? Video file. Beep, 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 beep. Um, untitled. I got so many friggin' hard drives hooked up here. Yeah, clo uh, close the one that says fat necrophilia. Um, I don't think I have that one anymore. I think I, I, yeah, I got we'll find it. I gave it uh, uh, to some kid out in the street. Oh, this is taking forever. Uh, yeah, here it is, right? This is it. You won't hear the sound on this because this is Firefox and Firefox sucks. Oh, I can't. Whoops, it looks like your other video file. Oh, here, that's right. Fucking Firefox sucks. Um, here, I'll play it this way. Come on. Untitled. Untitled, unbridled, and you're widled. And I'm idled. Here it is. There it is. I'll play it through quick time. And share. I'm necrophidled. God help. Yeah, that's good. You're you're a songwriter now. Uh, share yeah. share screen. Uh, image move. Here it is. Allow. There you go. Now these are the legendary Murphys going down the stairs here. The legendary Murphys, very uh, famous rock band here in Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is going down to just his basement, like a secret part of his basement here. You got his little weights and his toys. He's got some pinball games and stuff. And nice. then right here, you see that bookshelf right behind Mikey there. He's pointing to this theater. The guy's got a, the a movie theater in his house. But that's a little speakeasy entrance in the bookcase. Oh, no, I love this. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love the, the room because it, I, wa I want to. And he said I could. Uh, film a comedy special down here. Uh, uh, just a matter of getting the right people in it is Kiera. <laughs> uh, we're going to make the turn into the speakeasy right here. That's a cigarette, uh, old-fashioned cigarette vending machine right there. Uh, Post-off box. And now the speakeasy bar. And this was a oh, real, nice. a prohibition era. It, when, originally, this was a prohibition era uh, speakeasy where people would Got a little stage in there. Oh yeah, I love the room. Yeah, and the bar, a stacked bar, like full of all kinds of bathroom, bathtub gin and. Well, if you you, you play you play in there next July, I'll come I'll come and watch. Yes, yeah, we play there every uh, Memorial Day, July Fourth, and then Labor Day weekend we we play there every year. But I mean, look at that stage. Wouldn't that be a great place to do a comedy special? A little yeah. intimate club there. That's a nice right. room for stand up. Yeah. All right. So that, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I would love to do tape a special there. I just got to get the right and get, fill it with, you know, receptive people, kind of like what Andy did at, at Stanhope's place. But, uh, you know, it would be a very cool thing to do. And I, I'm just, uh, I'm psyched about that now. So, anyway, thanks for uh, stopping in. Give me something to talk about necrophilia and getting in shape. And yeah, no worries. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I'll just go about my day now, and hopefully there won't be a Twitter storm tonight that like it was last Friday when I'm threatening to I'm threatening airline companies with tying them to nine eleven. Oh yeah, uh, uh, 
what 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 was that? The author thing book uh, in your mind? Oh, the author thing. The author thing. So some guy followed me ages ago, and I say his hand or whatever. It was like J.R.R. Tolkien, so like J.R.R. Tolkien, but he's he's a weird, and he's written a book about a hobbit who gets high. He said, "Can I come on your podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And he sent me a thing about contacting this publisher to get a free book. And I, it's bothering me basically for a while. And he just said something random under a post, and I just said something really offhand. It wasn't even rude. It was like, "Yeah, your mum." It was. It wasn't even that. It was like, "Yeah, you, you, so is your mum." It wasn't even that bad. So then he DM'd me and said, "If you ever." Talk I about saw. my mother again. But the, my problem was I, I was already angry and drunk because I was tweeting this airline or this travel agent that I was angry at. So the only thing I thought to do was to quote tweet his DM and call his mother a cunt again and then yeah. tell him his book was shit as well. I yeah. thought that was the, the fair thing to do, but I was hammered, you know. But No, I get it. I mean, uh, you don't have to make excuses to me. I fall for that all the time. If somebody will catch me in a bad mood and they're kidding, kidding around and I overreact to yeah. it or whatever. But uh, that guy blocked me a year and a half ago. He was he, he had asked me to be on the podcast, too. Yeah, he uh, seems a little nuts. And I didn't read his book. Oh, I said his book was shit as well. So I, I didn't. Um, he just said, contact my publisher for a free copy. And I said the last time I was hammered a few weeks ago, I said, I'm not reading your fucking book. And then the next day, I just said, oh, I was joking. Please send me a book if you like. But he never did. Yeah. Uh, but they, it, it, oh, yeah, just the idea of threatening to block you rather than just block you. Yeah, just uh, block me. You, it, that's such a little girl fucking drama queen thing to do. If you talk to me that way again, I will block you. And that's a problem. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm immature enough to go, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, she's a cop. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I, I love that about you. I mean, I really do. I mean, the fact that you, I'm not going to fucking take shit from you. You want to give me shit? I'm going to give you harder shit right back. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I've got so little interest in your book. I, 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 <laughs> I don't care. I read the synopsis and I know what he'd do. He'd send me, he'd probably send me an ebook that I have to read on a PDF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get all those. Uh, yeah. So, all right, uh, let, let's move on. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll be watching. Uh, yeah, not, you know, uh, tell and tell Jamie I'm saying I'm saying hello to him. Uh, and, and yeah, well, get... feel free to watch or jump on for a bit. We'll, we'll chuck the link out there as well. And... All right, cool. Have a great see day, later. man. I'm going to rock you... out on the beach, man. See you later. Nice. Bye. See you later. The Fabulous Call Man, uh, Last Rights Podcast, follow him there. I, I, maybe he could put the links in. I'm kind of lazy. But um, I'll, I'll eventually, when this uh, after this is uh, done, I'll go back and put Call's links in there. Uh, anyway, follow him at the uh, Last Rights Podcast on YouTube, on Twitch, Last Rights Pod on Twitch. And uh, he's on Twitter uh, under that name, too, The Last Rights, R-I-T-E-S, not R-I-G-H-T-S. Anyway, that's the show for you today. I'm going to rock out on the beach. i got to uh, get in touch with Big Soda right now. He's uh, texting me some questions about tonight. Uh, you guys have a great day, great weekend. Uh, enjoy your issues with Andy if you uh, partake. And I will see you on uh, Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.
listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.